0: for me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into to another episode of Moving the Gold Posts. Liam, I'm joined again by Liam. Liam, how are you doing? Doing great. All right, so, you. all right, well, we're doing okay. Um, all right, so follow us on social media at MTGPETB on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and soon TikTok. We're going to join TikTok. Um, and follow the the Bench Network at ETB Network on all your social media platforms. Um, Follow our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash network, And you could follow us on uh, – follow our website, etbpodcast.com. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So we have a lot to get to. Um, a lot about – a lot with our gambling picks and everything and uh, everything that, everything that uh, went on last week. Uh, hold on a second. All right. So NFL, all this NFL stuff. First, we have to talk about Jalen Hurts' failed flu game. Um, okay, so if you want some background on this, I won my pool this week. I went 14-2. and two. I would have went 15-1 and one if the Eagles were a little smarter. Um, here's what I'll say about this. This is a huge – the Eagles right now are on such a bad path. Uh, it- They lost three games in a row. Um, You often see teams in this sort of spiral or what seems like a downturn. You see it often. Um, You don't normally see it from a team that previously only had one loss, uh, where three of their four losses came three weeks in a row. And it's also happening at the worst possible time. December is not the time to be in a slump. Um, And this is against Seattle. Um, That play call at the very end was totally atrocious. They should be ashamed of themselves. Um, All they had to do was get into field goal range. And you're throwing into coverage as if you're desperate to get into the end zone. It makes no sense. Um, based on what I'm seeing, I don't think the Eagles are going to win the division. Um, and by the way, Jalen Hurts, he was supposedly had a flu game. I don't know how much this affected his performance. I imagine it did. What I'll say to professional athletes is if you have the flu, don't play. That's stupid. <laughs> like if you have the flu, just just sit it out. Uh, that's what I would say. Yeah, they, I don't know if you have any other takeaways.
1: Well, yeah, they, well, first of all, well, yeah, they'll. I mean, I I know that they 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 have played a gauntlet schedule. Like they have, they had probably the five hardest games that anyone's had in the NFL this year, and they went two and three. They went three and two. So they they before this game. So yeah, they had a, they had a hard schedule, and then Jalen Hurts had um was sick. Uh I mean, it's a bad loss. They'll still win the division easily. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was a bad loss. The good news is that they have three easy games coming up and they'll likely win the division. They won't get the one seed Mosler, but like you said, they're in a rut in December, which is bad, but they've got these three games remaining now um, that they should win all three, win the division and build momentum on.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, because yeah, you're right. Because the Cowboys schedule, they have the Dolphins and the Lions, uh, I say they most likely – I mean, they could win both. That's not exactly unheard of. I mean –
1: Yeah, Lions, but the Eagles, the Eagles win out. They win the division no matter what. They do? Yeah, because they would beat the Cowboys of a divisional record. if they Because they would beat the Giants. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Okay, okay. That makes sense. So even if – so the Eagles, I mean, they have the Giants twice and the Cardinals. Yeah. So those are – I mean, the Cardinals are are the are the toughest matchup. The Cardinals at home is the toughest matchup of those three,
1: right? Which is not saying much.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: even if they win the division, that's okay. Even if they most likely win the division, which I, I think they do. I mean, as as like the Seahawks are probably a little bit above average of a team. I mean, the Giants and Cardinals are. I mean, the Giants are, are at the, at the, they're not just below average team right now. They're a bad team. The Cardinals are sort of up in the air, but right now certainly a below-average team. Uh, all of those should be pretty easy. Although you never know with the Cardinals; occasionally they pull off these crazy wins. Uh, you never right. know. Uh, but the Giants should be easy. By the way, my question is: why? Why is the scheduling this way? Why, why are they playing the Giants so twice? In the span of so three weeks? That it's makes so no stupid. sense.
1: It's so stupid.
0: Uh, it I, is I don't. So know. stupid. Sometimes the scheduling. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, all of their rival. Okay, so they're playing in, in December. So their last five weeks, they play the Cowboys once and the Giants twice. Wouldn't it make more sense to spread that
1: out? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't. And, I, yeah, it's stupid. It's so stupid. Um, I agree. It's so stupid. But I, they, they they they've lucked out with. They had a tough schedule. Now they've lucked out with schedule. And if they need the game. 'Cause the Giants will be out by week eighteen. So if they need the game, when they play at the Giants, they'll probably be like I I would I would predict it'll be eighty percent Eagles fans in the building. No. Yeah. You're saying at the at Giants Stadium?
0: There's no way it'll be eighty percent Eagles fans. You're totally exaggerating.
1: No, I don't think so. Because Giants,
0: Giants fans will sell their tickets. I don't think it'll be eighty percent Eagles fans, though. Okay, who are the Giant? Who are Giant fans selling their tickets to? Eagle fans. Eagle fans. Most of the people they're selling their tickets to are probably other Giant fans or no, Giant I don't fans. Think so. Because the game doesn't matter. But that doesn't mean people aren't going to go. Eighty mm. percent Eagles. There's no way it's going to be eight. 80- no, I'm it'll funny. be a higher percent Eagles than it normally would. But there'll still be more Giant
1: fans. No, that. no chance. Be there more absolutely, than
0: absolutely will be. Okay. There's no way it gets to that level there's but no way
1: it it does they, that when when they needed the game um when they needed the game I, I forget what year it was but they needed a game the same exact thing where uh, they needed to win to win the division and they were at the giants it was when saquon ripped off like a 90 yard run to tie the game late and the eagles went on to win but there was it was a, almost all eagles fans there
0: and there was like i mean eighty, 80 20, twenty is what 20, it looks like in a normal home game right What? you went to a jet eagle game where there was a lot of eagles fans. There was a lot of eagles fans. It was not 80% eagles. Fans. Well, yeah, but by, the, like, way, by the, the way, there's a lot of fans that will for some weird reason go to these games that don't matter. I'll never understand the mindset of I'm going to go to a game that doesn't matter when there's a bunch of other games that do matter on at the same time. I'll never understand the appeal of that, especially when the atmosphere is terrible. Um but some people Find, think it's worth it to to do it, and also a lot of people don't just sell their tickets; they literally give them away in these situations right. because they don't want it to go to waste.
1: But yeah, but uh, correct. But yeah, the point is, I I, I do think the Eagles are going to be fine, and maybe I, I, I maybe the the Giants uh, sent James Bradbury to the Eagles as a double agent because he, he cost them the Super Bowl and he cost them the game. Yeah, he, he, he had maybe the worst drive in the history of football. Yeah. Well.
0: The thing is, is that with – you say the Eagles are going to be fine. Uh, The thing is, they're not going to have the one seed now. No. And that's – and but the thing is, it's not so much that, like, them losing these games is the end of – like, the result of it is the end of the world. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's not a big deal, ultimately, that they lost to the Seahawks. I mean, they can – they're in a slump right now, and they can afford to be in a slump. The question is, what is this a sign of? This is a sign of like, is if you're in a, sort of like, how, okay, I'll give you an example. A year ago, the Mets were in a slump in September. They were able to afford to be in a slump in September. The problem is that slump did not end in October. So that's a bit of a concern right now. They could
1: not afford to be in a slump that year because the Braves came back and won the division. But right. This guys. But also, I don't really think that any of – my honest opinion is I don't think that any of this matters because I, I think that it's Cowboys, Eagles, and um, maybe one of the division winners are all fighting to see who will lose to San Francisco. I don't think anyone is going to be, be able to beat San Francisco anyway. So I,
0: I, You know, don't be so sure. Don't be so sure. I mean, I, I think San Francisco is the best team right now, but – you know what? I don't know. Every year there's usually a best team. I mean – and by the way, it still matters to most Eagles and Cowboys fans.
1: Well, yeah. But the the, the Cowboys are not going to be able to beat the 49ers in San Francisco. The Eagles I don't think will be able to beat them either. I mean, look at the, the – the Cowboys are, are a we'll, – we'll transition to the next game because the Cowboys are a different team away – the Cowboys need to win the division. They cannot – they can't win three games – four games away from home they can't win.
0: No, no, they can't. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, right now their schedule is going to be very tough, and they're going against the Dolphins and the Lions, and and they don't even control their own destiny.
1: Correct, and uh, they're a different team. They're such a different team, home and away, and especially yeah. especially Dak home and away. And so, if they won, if they went to, to in order to win the Super Bowl, if they don't win the division, they have to win three games on the road and one game at a neutral site.
0: Yeah, th- there's no way that's going to happen. Um, well there you're right although it, I, the thing is i think they could still beat the dolphins on the road um so i don't know we, we'll, we'll get we'll get into that in a minute um so we, we want to talk a little bit about this tommy devito stuff um so tommy devito apparently he he, he already seems to be having a bit of a downfall uh he had this weird thing with a pizzeria where he was getting paid like ten thousand dollars or something. He's got then, you know. You can go.
1: He was getting he was getting paid ten thousand dollars, and then they were going to charge the pizza place. So basically, they give him the money, and then the pizza place makes the profit off of the autographs and and pictures. So I think it was fifty dollars for autograph and picture. It might have been fifty for an autograph and seventy five for an autograph and picture. Whatever it was. And then, so this was after they beat uh, the Patriots. Because if you remember, they had a bye week in that week. So then during that week, they, they made this deal. And then they beat the Packers in that crazy game. And the agent, it, it already got confirmed at this event. And the agent called and was like, oh, uh, well, there was no contract. So we want 20000 now instead of 10000 But this... The, like people were talking about in the media, but it was the agent that did it, and then DeVito showed up for free, basically. Yeah. To the to the place, so I I don't think that he deserves any of the criticism that the agent did it. You know, no,
0: what I, mean? I, I totally agree. Um, although the problem is is that when an agent, whenever an agent does something, it is perceived that they are doing it on. I mean, not even perceived, cont- basically is, but they're or supposed to do it on behalf of their client.
1: Correct. Somebody should tell or needs to tell him that anything the agent does from now on will be representative of DeVito. Yeah. So
0: and, and so apparently this agent, the agent, the mafia agent
1: mm-hmm. went
0: off on his own and did this. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's I mean, first of all, $50 to take pictures with Dom, with Tommy DeVito well, for an autograph for an autograph and a picture with Tommy DeVito. I don't know who's paying that. I bet. I, I bet you it would have been full. What? I bet you it would have been a full event. I I, I agree with you. <laughs> Only in New Jersey at a pizzeria could that actually work, or maybe Staten Island or Brooklyn or something. Yeah, it was it was in Morristown. which but is like fifty dollars to take a picture and, a, and get an autograph from a third string quarterback is bananas. I mean, Pete Rose Dang. does that. Pete Rose literally charges money to
1: like talk with him, but. <laughs> um- Uh, yeah. So, I I mean, but yeah, again, the agent, like it's, it's, it's representative of, of him. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame, but I, you know, they were like, the media was like slandering him immediately. And that was like, well, he went, like, I was, I was listening to the Michael K show and they were interviewing Gary Myers and Gary Myers was talking about how, like, how bad it was that DeVito, that DeVito had upped the price. And while they were doing the interview, the host cut in and was like, actually, he just showed up to the pizza place for free. Like, like, stupid. Like, yeah, like, it was, it was like such, like, a, a, a story where I felt like the media was looking for something, like, to kind of go at him with.
0: I mean, somebody like, if Gary Myers is, is, uh, brought on, on the show to talk about it, he should at least have some sort of,
1: yeah, he should have at least informed himself on some level. I, I kind of think that this would be like, if he's going to go on and, like, continue, it's it, it's certainly like, it's almost a fireable offense by the agent, right? I think mean, it's certainly a reprimandable offense.
0: I mean, to just raise to raise it $10,000?
1: I mean, people have I think people also have like a, a, a misconception like, the agent works this guy works for Tommy DeVito not the other right, and
0: he went completely rogue right. well, like, that's why it's sort of viewed as like well, I don't know, I guess the reason he wouldn't have maybe told Tommy to I mean I get I don't know I guess maybe sports agents go out on their own and do things I mean I guess it's kind of it he works for him but it's kind of like having a lawyer where it's like the lawyer kind of has the expertise and the client doesn't you know what I mean yeah i guess that's kind of what it is but to but to double it i don't understand why he thinks a local pizzeria would
1: pay that Well, yeah, he was his. His idea was after the game, like that the celebrity had gone up basically because yeah. of the game against the Packers.
0: So, according to the agent, uh, although no official contract was signed, they had agreed in principle to ten thousand dollars for two hours of Devito's time and two hundred and fifty autographs.
1: Um, yeah, according to the uh, pizza place, said that. Yeah, that, which is that,
0: that's a weird specific amount. Did he just cut um, you off like got... What? Do they just like cut the two hundred fifty first person off? Is that how no, it is? I think it's probably. Oh, okay. So, I don't know how many of them are probably children. I would bet that a lot of them are kids who are raised to be giant fans. Yes. Um.
1: Um. Even though we do know
0: Italian Americans,
1: even, uh, even though we asking. do know, uh, we do know some people who are uh, autograph seekers and they're late 20s pushing so i never
0: understand the obsession with autographs from adults.
1: No, no. I it's-
0: don't care that much about autographs. Um, I mean, it could be a big deal. Like if, okay, if Tom Seaver or something were signing autographs or something and I happen to, and like, okay, I would want a Tom Seaver autograph. Like some of this stuff could be really valuable. From current NFL players that are around your age – I, I just don't get the appeal of, like, trying to, like, compete with little kids for autographs. I mean, that's mainly what it's for. It's mainly for children,
1: autographs. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's that's why – well, that's why a lot of guys, like, have uh, – like, like I think Stiletto, his agent, is going to be just his football agent. now. A lot of guys will have their football agent and their marketing agent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so-
1: agent but
0: yeah so stellato will be will continue to be his nfl contract agent while max lepselter i don't know if that's how you pronounce it has negotiated brand so he's going to be his brand agent and he has a brand with he has a brand so he negotiated a brand partnership with dunkin donuts yeah um just another reason not to drink dunkin donuts (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. I feel fine saying that because it's not like Dunkin' Donuts is going to be a sponsor on this show. So I feel, <laughs> I feel comfortable trashing Dunkin' Donuts. Um,
1: yeah, yes, exactly. I, I mean, know. yeah,
0: for, for a third string quarterback, I've never seen that. Uh, I, I, he's probably going to make more money off endorsements than he is off his contract. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that's, Complete madness. Um, I think I agree with you what, with what you said last week, that this is the new Lynn Sanity. It it kind of is, although it's a little different. I think the obvious difference is that Lynn Sanity, Jeremy Lynn, was actually playing amazing for that really short period of time. Whereas the Tommy DeVito, I wouldn't say, was playing amazing.
1: It's just that they were able to win. Yeah, but it's easier to do it in basketball, though, because you don't have to, like, like he has, like, DeVito has to rely on his offensive line on his receivers. Yeah. So. It, it's also impossible
0: to expect much from Tommy DeVito anyway. I mean, he was still the
1: third-string quarterback. People forget that Jeremy Lynn has a ring. He does. Yeah, with the Toronto Raptors. Although he didn't, he didn't, I mean,
0: he really had almost nothing to do with it, though. I
1: mean, like... Still, still has the ring, though. Well, I don't know. Kevin Love also has a ring. Nobody talks about the rings that Kevin Love has. He was, but I'm saying he was – Jeremy Lynn was able to parlay those two weeks or whatever it was into like a, a career. Like, But but you, you don't think that, that – okay, but like he could have
0: – he probably would have had a career anyway.
1: I don't know. No, he was about to get cut that day.
0: That doesn't mean nobody would have picked him up. You don't think anybody would have picked him
1: up? Not, not, no, not, a,
0: not. A I, I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know, but I think he, I don't know. I, I think he could have, I think he could have still had a career in the NBA, even if it
1: you know, was a different time, too. Like, there wasn't as much social media. There wasn't as much, like, stuff like that. It wasn't
0: that, it was 12 years ago, almost. Um, so. I don't know. It, it could have, I, I mean, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's uh yeah, Jeremy Lin's really been around. Uh, so I, I do want to get into some of it. So the Chargers, uh, they finally fire uh, Brandon Staley. Um, so we we were talking about this last. We were talking about this last week, um, and it was uh, right right after they got blown out by the Raiders. Um, I wonder. This is a perfect example, and we've seen a few examples of this of NFL coaches completely ruining their reputations after less after one or two seasons, or in some case, less than one season. In this case, it seems like Brandon Staley pulled a Nathaniel Hackett from last year. Um, it, it's it, it, or or like an Adam Gase when he coached when he used to coach the Jets. Although I think they're a little different. Adam Gates didn't really have much of a chance with the Jets' current roster, whereas Nathaniel Hackett and Brandon Staley had very high expectations. Um, I think that the reason Brandon Staley was able to keep his job for a few uh, after uh, two years ago was because he's a defensive-minded head coach and all the screw-ups had to do with the offense. But now it's really because – Their defense is just so bad. And talent wise, like he did less with more than any other coach this year.
1: I mean, yeah, he did get into the playoffs last year too, which is always helpful in in keeping your job. But, um, and they always had, they always had like a decent record. Like, I mean, but yeah, but what, what sticks in mind to me was the game where they all they had to do was tie the Raiders to get into the playoffs two years ago. And they, 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 they called a timeout. Like, the Raiders were just going to kneel on the ball. Do you remember this in overtime? And they called a timeout, so then the Raiders had to run a play, so they kicked the field goal to win You're, the you're saying
0: the Raiders would have kneeled, kneeled on the ball and accepted the tie?
1: Yeah, because they would have both got into the playoffs. Do you remember that? Yes. And then he called a timeout, so they had to run a play, and then they kicked the game-winning field goal. Yeah. Like, yes, I remember vividly. But the point is that they, they, they were, like – either in the playoffs or on the verge of the playoffs almost every year. But
0: what you have to remember is that that was like the bare minimum expectation.
1: Yeah, but they weren't a really tough division. But at that time, I mean, they had Kansas City and... um,
0: Well, part of the reason it's not considered such a tough division anymore is because the Chargers aren't considered such a tough team anymore. I mean, if if the Chargers were lived up to their expectations, that would be considered a tough division.
1: Yeah, well, and the Raiders have fallen off too. But yeah, I know. Uh, I, I agree. Um, but I mean, I, this year they did have bad injuries. Like Mike Williams was out almost the whole year. Um, Herbert was out for a, a de- was out for the last couple of games, so they have had injury time. But yeah, it was it was time for him to go. No, I, I
0: think that if they didn't, I think there's a good chance they would have fought. I, I think it's because like they lost to the Raiders so bad, and there and there was so much public pressure. It was just embarrassing for the team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, it, it's. The thing is, is how long do you think it's going to take for him to get another
1: job? I don't think he'll get another head coach job. I think he'll he'll go to a coordinator. Some. I think I think he could get another job at some point. Oh, uh, at some point, but not
0: in this next year. Not not the next year. I think he could still get a good co- get a coordinator job. Um, I don't know. It. I mean, you have to remember this is very similar similar to the Nathaniel Hackett thing from last year. Uh, they both got fired in the middle of the season when they had high expectations and had a bunch of star players. Um, I'm convinced that he. I mean, the thing is, Hackett would not have gotten the offensive coordinator job with the Jets if he weren't if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers vouching for him.
1: Yeah, he I, he wouldn't have probably gotten any coaching job. Um, he would have been fired already this season if if he didn't have Aaron Rodgers vouching for him. I don't know if that's true. Oh, it's definitely true. He he's a first-time coordinator.
0: I mean, I'm sorry, he's a first-time coordinator for the Jets. Yeah, his first year, but he's been horrible. Well, there's not much. I mean, okay, you have to be really, really bad for it to be. But a lot of that is, I would say, it's more the fact that he is
1: he doesn't have much to work with. No, I disagree because when they let when they let Wilson throw the ball against Houston, he was good.
0: Yeah, except occasionally he's good when they let him throw the ball. I mean, not always. <laughs> I mean, if you let him throw too much, it could be a problem.
1: But, yeah, I don't know. For, for, I, I think he'll just get a defensive coordinator position somewhere. Yeah, I think he will
0: too. Um, I mean, it, you could be a really good coordinator and not be a good coach.
1: Mm. And- yeah, of course.
0: I don't think anybody would argue – like, I don't know. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a bad coordinator just because he wasn't a very good
1: coach. Matt Patricia was like that. Like, Matt Patricia won a bunch of Super Bowls in New England, but he was a terrible coach in in Detroit. Yeah, and also
0: he was playing under Belichick. Right. Who's a defensive-minded head coach. Right. Like, is he really making the play calls? Yeah, I don't know. Like – I like yeah, how much of that had to do with Matt Patricia. It's it, like anybody could have been the defensive coordinator. Like I, I don't know how much that has to do with him. Um, all right, so I do I do want to get into some of the uh, some NFL picks. Um, so Ravens are playing the Niners. and The Niners are giving five and a half.
1: Yeah, I'll take Baltimore. I think Baltimore is this. This is gonna be a, my prediction. Is this is gonna be the Super Bowl preview. And the Niners will win, I think, but I don't I don't I don't think that this game is that far apart. It's a, that's a big line for the for the for these two teams. I, I feel like there should be two and a half, three.
0: Yeah, it looks well ultimately the reason is because the Niners are playing at home. So they're basically telling you they're about two and a half points better. Yeah. So, so okay. I'll take the race. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think the Ravens. I think are as good as. I, I I agree with you completely. I think that there's a very good chance. Uh, I- these are the two Super Bowl teams. Uh, the Ravens and Niners right now look like the two best teams. The Ravens. Uh, the Ravens have a very good rushing defense. Uh, the and the Niners do rely on the run a lot. It's very. They're very. They're not like the Niners are more more of a schematic team and they don't rely on any. It's not. They're not like a team with Mahomes like where they have like a star quarterback. Uh, Everything just sort of all the, it's like a bunch of puzzle pieces that work well with the Niners. Um, I think the Ravens right now are just as good as the Niners. I think that I I would take the Ravens too to cover. Um, So you're also doing, uh, I'll do my pick first. Um, Giants at Eagles minus 13 and a half. I'm taking the Eagles. Um, I think this feels like a bit of a bounce back game as long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, literally, like not sick. Um, and the Giants, they don't have much to play for. Uh, and the Eagles are just not much better. The Giants well, are on the road.
1: Do you think that the Giants – do you think that the Eagles could score 21 points in this game? Yes, easily. Okay, so if the Eagles score 21 points, I agree – the Giants would have to score more than seven, which I don't know if they could do. So I, I, I agree. I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, the ego. I don't know. Um,
0: and and if they do score seven, it'll likely be at the very end of the game when they're not trying anymore. Yes. Um. So, so the Cowboys at Dolphins. The Dolphins yeah. are getting one.
1: Uh, Cowboys are getting one. I'm sorry. But I'll, I'll that's fine. You. It doesn't really matter. But um. Uh. I, I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm I'm a big uh, believer that the Dolphins are gigantic frauds. I think they just beat up on the little sisters of the poor, and they just uh, are, and they just they don't play good against real teams. I mean, look at the, like the Jet game. They they got favorable field position every time they got the ball. Like I don't know. I, I don't know if them blowing out the Jets really showed me anything. Um, I, I I got the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, you're right. To be fair, you can kind of say that about most teams although you're you are right about the dolphins they're they're not the thing is the dolphins are a good team they're just they have a tremendous you have to remember the dolphins have the best offense in the NFL right now and that's not even really debatable uh especially their passing offense um and the the problem is is that the problem is is that you're right they don't they never win against the best teams. Like, they're, they're good. They beat up – they consistently – here's the thing. They can consistently win games against inferior teams, which, to be fair, is an underrated skill, and some of the best teams are not always good at that. Um, so that is an underrated skill. The problem is, is that when it all counts and you play against the best teams, they don't win these games. Uh this feels like it could be a bounce back game for Dallas. Um I'm I don't the, the issue is Dallas is still playing on the road.
1: Yeah, but we don't know. Miami is different than in Buffalo and in Philly.
0: I'm sure it's easier to play in Miami than it is in Philly. Right. I mean you are I, I think that the overall the Cowboys, I mean, I don't know. You're right. Dallas could certainly win this I think the thing is, is I don't think they can they can consistently win games like this on the road. Um, but the Dolphins, every time they play a team that is actually good, they lose, if not get blown out. Every exactly. single time. Um, exactly. And by the way, recently they lost it. I mean, the Titans are not even a very good team. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but every single time uh, they've played a, an actual good team, they've lost. Every single time. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills. So I, I I think it'll probably happen again. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and the Cowboys' defense is so much better than the Dolphins' defense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, much better.
0: I mean, I mean, the Dolphins' defense is okay, but I think a lot of it. I, I think, I, I think the offense really just compensates for them a lot, and they can stay on the field. And like sometimes the offense can make the defense better. Um, yeah, I just think the Cowboys are a better team. Yeah, they are. Um, All right. So see, uh, hold on a second. Lions at Vikings. Uh, I like the lions. Um, I don't know if I really trust the Vikings very much. The lions, I I mean, the lions haven't played great lately. Um, but I still think they could ultimately pull it off in the end. Uh, three points is not a huge spread. It, it, I, I think the Lions should be able to cover this. Um, you know, I, maybe they're, maybe they're gaining their momentum back after blowing out the Broncos.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like the Lions. Um, this would be the first if they win the game. It's the first time they've won. They will win the division since 1993. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is well because
0: for so many years they've had, they, they've gone against the uh, the Packers and uh, like so Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers.
1: Well, and Brett Favre again when he was on the Vikings. And Brett Favre again on the Vikings. So and that's the Bears like were good like in the early 2000s the Bears were really good. Yeah, so it was it was nearly it,
0: it it was I mean even when even when they were good for a few even when they were good with Stafford, they still couldn't win the division. No. Um yeah, so that that franchise is also a bit cursed. Um yeah, that would be pretty historic. Yeah. So that's 30 years. Yeah. Um So uh, we have one more each. Seahawks at Titans. The Titans are getting three.
1: Yeah, this is my West Coast team playing on the East Coast at 10 a.m. Pick Titans plus three. I agree. Uh, The Titans are...
0: I mean, the Seahawks – this feels like – sometimes the Titans are able to pull off wins when you don't expect it. But also, the Seahawks, like you said, East Coast team going – West Coast team going to the East Coast on the road, coming off a really
1: big win against the – On Monday. On a Monday. On a Monday. So short rest. They're the farthest West team. It's the farthest – one of the farthest trips. So, yeah.
0: So, that it does – something tells me. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I would – Like, I I would take the – yeah, I would take the Titans to win outright, if anything. Um, So Patriots at Broncos, uh, minus seven. The line went up from six and a half. I I like Denver. Denver has – Denver's made, like, a tremendous bounce back. Uh, Denver's made – since the very beginning when they were terrible – uh, they have a lot of momentum in their in their way going their way, and New England is, has been terrible lately. So, I like Denver.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't bet on the Patriots ever. I agree. Well, I could bet on
0: the Patriots, just not right now.
1: Yeah, see right now.
0: Um. So, all right, moving on. Uh, James Dolan. This do you see? So this James Dolan, Emily Ratajkowski story. So apparently, Emily Ratajkowski was banned from MSG because she left the game early against Miami when. For leaving the game. Yeah, for leaving the game early a few weeks ago when they came back to beat Miami.
1: Yeah, they were down 21. So they were down 21, come back to beat Miami. She gets comp tickets, a Celebrity Row. Everybody that's on Celebrity Row has comp tickets, so free tickets. And same with Rangers, whenever they show the Celebrity, it's free tickets. So she left when the Knicks were down 21 to the Heat. They came back to win the game, the in-season tournament game. And uh, then she called up to get Ranger tickets the other day. And they, they didn't ban her from MSG. They banned her from the comp tickets. So she could still pay for the tickets and go. But they banned her from Celebrity Row. Um, this is this is uh, very... Um, on brand for James Dolan, he's the petty king, no question about it. He had he had facial recognition technology that would have people um that would stop people from coming in. If you remember, um, we had a friend's dad get get caught yeah. up with that. Um, on that, I, I will say this on that issue, I kind of agree with Dolan. Like what our friend's dad was banned from was he was working for a law firm that was suing MSG. I, that one I kind of agree with, like you're going to sue me but then you're going to come to the garden like i i i kind of agree with that one but like the whole facial recognition thing is very creepy it's it's crazy and he but he is definitely the petty king like he did this with andrew schultz andrew schultz had a show at radio city which is owned by msg and uh he wouldn't put him on celebrity row because he said bad things about dolan um i remember like a kid got kicked out like for chanting uh Fire the, or uh, sell the, the team. team, and then if you remember, you remember that video like a couple of years ago when he was walking into the tunnel, and the guy was like, "Sell the team," and then he's like, "How much you want to come to no more Knicks games or something?" Like, <laughs> and, like, and they like held him to get Which, banned. By the across. way,
0: is one hell of a punishment. Yeah, I can live without going to any more Nick games. It's only to, yeah, I know exactly. Charles Oakley. I mean, the Charles Oakley thing was a little weird because they were both sort of i don't know i mean yeah it was but, a little
1: different but yeah it's he, he's like it, it, it's just crazy to me because like it's crazy that like the knicks are so poorly run but the rangers aren't well like because they, i think james dolan does more with the knicks than he does with the rangers yeah i you know i've heard he's a bigger hockey fan than than anything. i haven't heard that i heard that from from uh some people who know him um Like Michael Kay has said it, Um,
0: but at the same time, it's also because like the people that he's put in charge of the Knicks have also done bad jobs. Yeah, remember the whole Phil Jackson thing? They put Phil Jackson in charge, and Phil Jackson didn't do any better than Dolan did.
1: No, Um, but yeah, on this thing, he's he he's just like it's just he's he's extremely extremely petty. Like everything that he's he does is always petty. Yeah, I mean, the the
0: thing is though is that. It, it, it almost seems like he's cutting off his nose despite his face because having celebrities at the game the reason they give away these tickets is because is because they want celebrities at the game right like it, they're almost like like the reason they, they don't give them away just to be nice because they like celebrities it's because yes. there's obviously some type of value celebrities at the game provides them yeah. and that's obviously true because when you watch Nick games they pan to all the celebrities at the game. So the thing is, if anything, I mean, they're not – she's not being paid or anything, but, like, in a weird way, it's more probably like she's I, – I, I highly doubt Emily Rodakowski is a big Nick fan or a big basketball fan at all. Like, she's probably like, all right, fine, I won't go to the Nick game. But Dolan <laughs> benefits a lot more from these celebrities being at the game than they benefit going.
1: Of course. Like, I don't – yeah, I don't know, like – and then, like – I'd be stunned. Like all these celebrities stay for the entire game too. Like that's kind of surprising to me too. Like these men that she left early. Like I don't really understand that. Like, well, I I, I wouldn't have known that. Like to be honest, I wouldn't have known that she left the game early until this story came out. Well, like a a big deal that she left the game early. You're right. I mean, I don't think anybody knew.
0: I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to – I don't know exactly how he knows. I, I assume maybe they panned to her during the game and saw that she left early.
1: It's possible. I think you'd probably stick out like a sore thumb too because you were walking like on the court. Maybe. I
0: don't know exactly. What, but I can't imagine she was doing it in the middle of the game. Like it was yeah, probably do, a commercial when she walked off. Um, that, that kind of sounds like something that would happen to Larry David.
1: Yeah, I, I I could see that too like a curb episode like where you get banned for for leaving the game for early. leaving for leaving early. Uh well,
0: well this is perfect with um I think it was our episode last week or 2 weeks ago. Uh yes. when uh, when you left the game. So she's she's basically pulling a you. Correct. She left the game early and missed yeah. the comeback.
1: <laughs> yeah, correct. Except the difference is that she didn't I actually paid for the tickets too. She didn't even pay for the tickets. That's least, true. In your case
0: is even me. worse.
1: Yeah, in my case, it's even worse. How the thing is? How common
0: is it for celebrities to leave games? I mean, it might be no, a common. No, I've never stayed for the whole game. Honestly, yeah, I would assume so, but it's not that hard to stay for a whole basketball game. No, but
1: but like you said, they're probably not big fans. Like, well, some of them probably are. But yeah, I, this was this was another. Like, then you remember, like my favorite was like he he went he he like went he tried to make it hard for Spike Lee to get in. And then Spike Lee said he would never go to a game as long as Dolan was the owner. And then Spike Lee was at the next, the very next <laughs> yeah, game. Like, I don't know what,
0: I don't know what that whole thing was about. Yeah. That, that, that seems, I mean, they do it a little bit in
1: football too. Yeah, of course. All, all these events, like all, all these events have people, the, the Rangers and Knicks they'll always show like a celebrity. I think the Nets do it as well. And the Lakers and Clippers probably do it, I would assume. Yeah. Um, not every team could do it because there's probably not like stars going to like Minnesota Timberwolves or Milwaukee Bucks games. But like, yeah.
0: I don't know. I've never watched their broadcast. I can't imagine it would be as easy. I mean, how many famous people live in Minnesota? Right, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, most I mean most famous people probably live in New York or L.A. Correct. I mean, you could probably – I would bet Miami Heat probably has a fair amount of time. Miami fans. Heat probably yeah. do have some time, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, it sounds like a pretty good problem to have to be offered a bunch of uh, free courtside tickets that yeah we have to spend our yearly salaries on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess that's how you know you've really made it. Um, all right. So there's a little – hold on a second. So it is Festivus in just a few days. And we need to air our grievances with our sports teams.
1: Well, I have, I I have, I have also some non-team related grievances as well. That's fine. uh, That I wanted to get into Uh, this. This one, I I thought. So yeah, I mean, I have, I have a lot of grievances when it comes to sports. I'll tell you one that I hate is when, like, this happened during March Madness uh, last year a lot. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but when they go to a pan to a really bad angle for no reason like in the middle of the play it's like what the fuck is the point of this like nobody cares about this stupid angle from like an NBA 2K angle like during the middle of the game
0: yeah i don't get it or or when like there's a game on like a, like on red zone for instance and there's a game that's really good and then they go to the game that's really bad yeah or or, or like, like over i don't understand that
1: that I agree, or like also red zone doesn't show everything live in the moment, like something will happen maybe five minutes earlier and then they'll show it. So, like, well, you can't blame them for that. That's I'm not blaming them for that. I'm about to, okay. to add it to my point. Okay, when there's like a big play, two big plays in a game, like it could be like the fourth quarter and two teams are in the goal line, they go to a double box, which makes it so much harder to focus on what's going on. Like, just show one and then show the other. Yeah, that's After what they the should do box like that that annoys me when it's like a big play you're getting up for a big play and they start showing the other game on the double box like well i can't focus on this big game play right now
0: yeah yeah uh and as much as i love red love having red zone uh that's that's certainly (laughs) one of one of the grievances
1: that's yeah i know um i i have another one too that i thought of I hate uh, like I I don't know if you're like a, you're as big like a sports radio listener. You you listen though, you know I am. Yeah. Although it depends but, on who's on. But uh, I hate when uh, the same people call up every single day. Like, yeah. why are well, you calling up every day to the sports radio station? Like, we get it. How much it, time like, do they have? How much time do they have on their hands? A, how much time do they have? Because sometimes they'll be waiting for like the entire show.
0: Ira from Staten Island comes to mind. And Mike and Montclair comes to mind.
1: Mike and Montclair. uh, Spike in New Jersey calls the Michael K show all the time about the Knicks. There's a a kid Griffin in Connecticut who calls the Michael K show. He called the other day. I was listening to the Michael K show. He called the other day and started talking about the Washington Capitals. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Nobody in New York
0: cares about the Washington Capitals. Nobody
1: in New York cares about the Washington Capitals. (laughs) But, like, I don't understand, like, these people, like, I, I, I heard, like, from a producer that they, they don't have like a special line. They, they, a producer said this when I was watching, he said, they don't have a special line. They just call like incessantly. Like, yeah. Well, from my
0: experience working in radio, if the same caller calls the the next day, they tell them, okay, we just had you on yesterday. We're not going to have you on again.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless they're just like annoying and, and like, I, I don't know, like, like you, you worked in radio and I didn't, but I don't know, like, like I feel like you have to have like, these guys never have like interesting topics like okay like
0: uh, yeah well it depends on who's running the show and how the show is run i mean the thing is it's weird that they do that on the michael k show i understand it a lot more on overnight shows because yeah it depends if the radio station is looking for volume or quality of calls i mean yeah a lot of times they are just looking for volume of calls because they give them content because at Two o'clock in the app. like the thing is if you're on a show for four hours at two o'clock in the morning hosting solo, you get whatever calls you can, you take whatever calls you can get. Because it's basically it's them helping out because it's so hard to fill four hours by yourself. I mean, if you ever listen to a show that's on for that period of for that duration, the 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 host always usually talks with the producer and they take as many calls as they can and they let them go on and on and on. So it's obviously different whereas, you know, a morning show would not. Like morning shows are generally very different. The thing is is because I know this because I've called into WFAN on the overnight shows and you get on in like 2 minutes. Right. I mean, you're they allow you to talk longer than you're even on hold. Yeah. Like, but it's weird that the Michael K show would because they don't really have to.
1: No like the the afternoon shows don't, but even though like Boomer and Geo take the loose amount of calls, but yeah, i I don't know like like why they're like doing all of that like it's just ridiculous like it, and also, do you know do you know um do you know Richard in Manhattan no, so Richard in Manhattan is a guy who calls and he but he like he he pisses Mike Frances off because he he's yeah, i think he's in his seventies, but all the stuff he says is old references like, all of the references, and he'll call up, like, he'll call up and be like, Mike, like, they'll be doing something like, like, Mike ranked these three players, Bobby Bonds, Ted Williams, Carl Yastrzemski, like, all these fucking guys, and he called it, he he just, he annoys me, because he just, like, so, like, uh, uh, he's so old, like, the other day, um, when Zach Wilson, when, uh, Zach Wilson had a good game against Houston. He called up the show and was like, oh, Zach Wilson looked like Fran Tarkington last week. It's like, you can't get you can't get more modern than that, Fran Tarkington. was about the Giants in, like, the 50s? Like,
0: most, actually, most Americans were not alive when Fran Tarkington played.
1: Right. who don't know who it is. It's like, yeah, that's like um, – it, it reminds me of, like uh, – of like a uh, mad dog, and they'll be talking about like the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he'll bring up like somebody from the 1920s.
0: No, he always does that with like anything. Like he would be talking about like like they were, uh, yeah, like the most random, the most random player, uh, like or college football coaches. He would bring up like a Notre Dame head coach from the 1920s.
1: Oh, he thinks he th- he he was talking, on first thing. He thinks he thinks Bob Cousy is still one of the greatest point guards of all time. Yeah, like what? He's like 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 if you watch a footage of like Kyrie Irving, he does like spin moves and 360s and stuff. And Bob Cousy's like bouncing the ball like this. The <laughs> oh yeah, like, guy yeah. like Jesus Christ! Like he, he he was like that's the most ridiculous thing. Oh, I'll, I'll tell a quick story too, since we're on radio callers. Um, you know this, but the viewers don't. So when we were graduating high school, we had to do a lot of graduation prep, and uh, you had to sign in so that they know. Um, each per like so that they know the number of people that are there, and it affects everything, like the seating, whatever. And so we had an issue, and one time because someone didn't sign in, and the vice principal was like really annoyed, and he was like looking, and he's like Nick DiMartino didn't sign in, and we all looked to you, and the reason you didn't sign in was you were on hold with Boomer and Carton at the time. It was Boomer and Carton. You were on hold like during the graduation prep, and we were like, like why didn't you sign in? You're like, oh, I was on hold with Boomer and Carton.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I remember that. Um, the funny thing is, I don't think I had any chance at getting on.
1: No, probably not.
0: Um, Al is very is very strict with the call screenings. Uh,
1: yeah, you were like we had to like walk like in a single file down the aisle and then walk into our seats, and you were like walking down the aisle like with your phone like this, just in case like the and Carton came on. <laughs> Yes, I, I I remember that. Uh, and that was at the like height it, of like that was like at the height of Boomer and Carton's like popularity.
0: Yeah, at the time it was. Um, although it was after they were, yeah. Well, Boomer and Carton was always popular, but at the time they were very popular. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, I really didn't have much of a... because they probably get calls all all day.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah. Sports radio callers are. I, th- I think different than
1: listeners. Like they're not like people confuse it with like people. Those are people that listen to the show. No, but I the think the people very- who
0: call into, not just sports, any type of radio show. People who call in are disproportionately crazy.
1: Yeah, because they think that th- that their opinion like matters more than like they- they're very egotistical. I could think like they tend to be very egotistical, but that's kind of what you want a little bit.
0: Like in a caller, like it, it, like I'd rather have a crazy caller than a totally normal caller.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but but it gets like like overly like like it, it does get overly like like I don't know these guys think that like people care about like their fandom or their teams like like guys will call into the Michael K show they actually made like these these like uh, audio bits like call me, be like I've been a Yankee fan since nineteen seven I've been a Yankee fan since nineteen yeah
0: forever like I've been a Yankee fan for this long
1: nobody cares it doesn't matter how long you've been a fan of any team. And- that's that's uh the other thing that I'll air my grievances about. Uh the worst fans in all sports in all around the world, the New York Yankee fans, uh they're the most annoying people on earth. And what happened this week was a microcosm of it. All the Yankee fans do is complain and complain about the, the GM doesn't spend money and oh we don't get this and we, we need we need like this and that. And why didn't we go for Bryce Harper? Why didn't we go for this guy? And then they make a trade. They trade like three no-name pitchers for maybe one of the greatest hitters in the history of baseball. And they're like, oh, we needed to trade our farm system with this guy who's like a yeah, That player. is so true. Like, you literally cannot win. Like they're, they're angry about – like they have a problem with everything. Like they're so annoying.
0: Yeah, and, and Brian Cashman is a good GM. Yeah. He's 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 a really good GM compared to like, I don't know, what Met fans have been
1: through. The Yankees are com- like the Yankees are competitive every single year. A bad year for the Yankees is losing in the ALCS. Like,
0: yeah, a bad year bad for year. the Mets is like historically.
1: A good year for to the Mets will be getting to the ALCS. And and then, yeah, there was like a, a a guy calling in like the other day talking about like, oh uh uh Yamamoto won't go to the Mets cuz the Mets are such a bad franchise and stuff. The Mets have been to a World Series more recently than the Yankees too. Well, I like, think that's I,
0: part of the reason Yankee fans are so upset yeah, but they're
1: simultaneously upset and then simultaneously think they're still the team from the 90s.
0: Yeah, or they're simultaneously upset and then like they're like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't.
1: Remember okay. any move the GM makes? Remember they booed Stanton in his first game at Yankee Stadium like yeah, it it's like they're the worst, you but I don't
0: remember the more a fan base wins, the more insufferable they get, yeah, but this this thing got me Every so fan annoying. base that wins is like that that's just it's not just sure of the Yankees.
1: Like you got you you got Juan Soto. Who cares that you? Yeah. Give who cares away? if like, you
0: don't have he, three no name pitchers?
1: You give away like the, they're like oh we need this this guy like Michael King's like the fourth pitcher in the rotation. Who gives yeah. a shit?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, he yeah yeah I I completely agree. And they're like well a lot of Yankee fans are saying it's a good move if they if they use him if they use them for more than a year. I guess that's true. But I mean if. He, I mean, if he turns out not to be as good, then you're not wasting all that money.
1: Yeah, but And also, they're they're like saying about the farm system, like all this stuff about the farm system. But because the they're like, oh, the Orioles have this great farm system and all this stuff. But because the Yankees are so good, they can't really build up that great of a draft because they can't draft guys high because they're so yeah. good. And also, this kid that they brought in. I I don't mean to be whatever, but this kid Volpe they brought in, he was terrible last year, and they thought he was like gonna be the greatest thing. Oh, we can't trade him. We can't trade him. He was horrible last year. Well, they can't
0: trade him because they wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't. They wouldn't have wanted him. <laughs> Nobody thought,
1: wanted him. They thought they they thought Glaber Torres. Oh, you can't trade Glaber Torres. He stinks. He's one of the yeah. worst defensive fielders ever. So like I I, I Yankee fans are so annoying. I mean, met Met fans are annoying too. By the way, but. Yankee fans are 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 way. You're you're really just insulting everybody today,
0: like the whole metropolitan area. You're just I hate Yankees
1: and Mets, you're just
0: nuking everybody right now.
1: <laughs> well, I will say like like Giant and Ranger fans, I don't Giant fans do annoy me sometimes, but like Giant and Ranger Giant fans, fans do not tell me Giant fans are not insufferable. Not on the same level that the Yankees are. Well,
0: first of all, Giant fans usually are also Yankee fans.
1: Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like the the Giant Rangers and Knicks fans are are. Not as bad as Yankee fans, even though they're pretty much the same people.
0: It's usually well, giant fans can be really, really bad, especially like giant fans are in different ways. Giant fans are more delusional, that's
1: that's true. We did, we did, Yankee have a friend, fans are not quite
0: as delusional as giant fans.
1: It's it's true. Like, we did have a friend, uh, we did have a friend who, um, from high school who we were at his house. During the Eli Manning sort of the end of the Eli Manning era, and I said that I didn't think Eli Manning was that good, and uh, his 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 parents looked at me like I had just uh, taken a newborn baby, uh, their newborn baby, and spit in its face or something like. They looked at me like I had just like burned down their Christmas tree or something like I had just been like insanely blasphemous. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. There was like uh like uh Sean Morash on WFAN. Might be one crazy. of the worst. He's crazy, and he's a, a, a he's like so annoying about the Giants. Like he was talking about, like he was talking to a Cowboy fan after the Giants won forty nothing. He was like, "Well, I've seen my team win four Super Bowls. The Cowboys have more Super Bowls than the Giants. So what are you even talking about?" And uh, so I, I do agree that they're delusional. Ranger fans like are are kind of like in the same. There's just not that many of them. And uh, and Nick fans yeah. have, have had no room to be in any sort of. Like- I, don't think, I don't think Nick fans are that delusional, to tell you the truth. They're not delusional. Like like Nick, like the the thing that I would hate is like when we were cheering outside, like after the big wins, like people were like, "Act like you've been there before." We literally haven't been there before. Yeah,
0: exactly. We haven't been there before. That's We've the
1: been point. like twice in my lifetime. Like
0: I, I also don't really love that whole act. Like you've been there before, especially when it's to a fan base that is just so used to losing.
1: Yeah, the the thing that I hate about that too is one only one team is gonna win in every sport. So only one team is gonna get to enjoy a championship. So if you don't enjoy it if you don't enjoy like wins, you're not probably gonna enjoy anything because your team is probably not gonna win a championship. But it's all about like yeah. the ride.
0: But also it just makes no sense. It's just bad life advice.
1: Like if yeah, I mean like if 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 uh even though and I I will say Jet fans are being a little annoying in this off season. But like like the jets are another team where it's like you can't say act like you've been there before because they've never been there like we we haven't Knicks, i mean yeah your teams are in a tough you you have probably the three we, worst we
0: lose so much
1: but um but yeah that, those those i mean those fan bases are just so wait annoying. who's the most insufferable college fan base
0: you're really t- you're really being careful
1: well yeah well uh I I I I can't stand um Oregon or USC. But USC I, is definitely re- up there. In recent years also though I kind of hate Michigan. you think Michigan fans?
0: Yeah, they're kind of annoying.
1: I don't know. I don't hate Michigan fans. I mean Michigan is like Michigan fans are like in a different like I'm group. a Din-A-Jod
0: is a Michigan fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, the um uh, Michigan fans are in a different breed because, like, the, I think Michigan fans also think, like, they're smarter than you because it's, like, one of the best academic schools and stuff. But uh, I, I did go to – like, I, when I go to games stuff, USC fans are annoying. Um, oh, uh, how did we miss this answer? There's one obvious answer. Notre Dame.
0: Okay, you're right. Notre Dame fans are the right. worst because, because half of them have no connection to the school. Right. They're just – Typically, often just Irish or Catholic,
1: it's a, the, the, and just the because of part, one you know, of
0: those two things or both, they're Notre The mascot
1: is a, is a uh, uh, offensive stereotype of yeah. Irish people, too. Well, I, they, I, the, so, they usually but like of. that, though. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Notre Dame is it. Now that I think about it, Notre Dame, is the obvious answer because um, most of them don't even have any connection to the
0: school. And often or delusional about how good the team really is and all that stuff. I mean, Notre Dame is one of those examples of a big brand that just falls short. Yeah. I mean,
1: in recent years, most fans, like, uh, I think fans also who, who like, uh, like Texas before this, before this season, like Texas fans used to think they were like a, a, a program of like, they have uh, a network, like, the longhorn network. And, and also even though, uh, uh, my brother is one, and my family are ones. Uh, Penn State fans are the worst.
0: Yeah, one I mean, of my they, really good friends, who's probably going to watch this, is also a Penn State fan.
1: They're the worst. They think they're like they think they're like uh, uh, they th- like if you went if you if you went to state college and started talking about the team and you didn't know anything about football, you would think that Penn State have won the last fifteen national championships in a row. When in reality, they haven't even been close. State College is lit. Have you been to State College? Yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's actually pretty cool. State college is insane because like I don't know if you, you drove there, but like it, when you drive there for until like five minutes before you get there, you can't believe you're about to be at a college campus. Like it's it's literally like a it's, it's in the middle of nowhere, but that's
0: true about like every college.
1: Most college campuses of major sports
0: teams are like that. Other than Miami and USC. Uh most of no, them are in the middle of nowhere. I don't know about that. Oh come on. Most of them other than okay. How many of them uh, other than Miami and yeah. USC you have Florida and Tallahassee Florida, Florida, sorry, Florida state Florida state in Tallahassee Florida yeah, Tallahassee is
1: the in, capital of Florida
0: yeah and Gainesville, but I mean these are small capitals doesn't mean anything these are still very small cities and the the areas cities are generally cities. rural
1: um I mean by the way LA. you know what you
0: can say this about this is not a this is not um in, a, a college campus this is not a college sports team but Vegas Vegas is a city in the middle of no, in the middle of
1: a desert. Yes.
0: Like, it, yeah. you know, it's sometimes like these very eventful places are kind of in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, Penn State fans have to be in the conversation. I mean, they're so annoying. Like, it, it's a cult. It's 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 a cult, and yeah. I mean, they, they didn't think that they they they, they rioted because uh, Paterno, who anyone that had no connection to Penn State took an overview, says this guy should immediately be fired yeah. and possibly well, rest. You know. Have you
0: ever been to the Penn State? Have you ever been to the Creamery? Yeah, of course. So, you know, one of their flavors is Peachy Paterno. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guarantee you in Columbus, Ohio, there's nothing named after Urban Meyer. No,
1: but I I actually heard that the Creamery does a a touching tribute, which is that they will spill the um, Peachy Paterno, and then in a very touching tribute to him, they will sweep it under the rug. (laughs) Um, <laughs> actually they they have they've actually employed like new um new things to honor paterno so like if if, uh, if something's bad is going on on the campus actually the campus police will just get a, get out of the car and turn their back on it another uh <laughs> another tribute to uh to the great coach but uh yeah they have to be in the conversation but I, I would probably rank like Notre Dame I think USC is also USC also feels like they're uh they're like a, still a top program they're not even close. Well, they're
0: supposed to be. I mean, I don't know. U- USC has kind of been up and down. I mean, re- USC has been bad recently, but. I mean, they, the whole it, SEC. So.
1: Is the They've been a little bit of both. Like, I think the whole SEC is probably in the conversation. Texas A&M, too, is another Look, one. But
0: the SEC, I don't think SEC fans are really. I mean, SEC fans, their whole life is are these college teams. Like, I just don't. Like, SEC fans are the best sports fans in, in all of sports. Yeah. I mean yeah. they're they're a little nuts. Um all right. So on that note. Uh so on that note, we'll be wrapping up right now. We'll be back next week. Um enjoy your holiday, everybody.
1: Yeah Merry Christmas.